Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. This is your brother Mikail Ahmed Smith here from Qalam. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, please donate to Qalam by visiting supportqalam.com. We love being able to share this content for free, and your donation ensures that we will always be able to do so. Each podcast we produce has thousands of lis- listeners, so the support you give to this community in this effort brings immense reward. You never know who will benefit from your donation. Assalamu alaikum. Alright, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Allahumma. Inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik ya rabbil alameen. Um, the dua that we just read is, Oh Allah, we ask you for your love. Wa hubba man yuhibbuk and love of the people that love you. Wa hubba amalin yuqarribuna ila hubbik and oh Allah, give us the love of those actions that will gain the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, and in this part of our session, we've been continuing for now 16 sessions. Uh, Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya, rahimahullah, in our last session, went through different levels of hub. Sah? He went through different levels of hub, de- levels of love. Um, and the reason, briefly, he, we're going to touch upon it today, but just for those who are new to the class or kind of uh, missed maybe last week's class, uh, the reason why Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya, rahimahullah, is speaking so much about love is he's saying that you will never be able to give up sins. You'll never be able to give up sins until you're able to overpower one smaller love with a higher love or overcome a, a, a lesser fear with a higher fear. So by controlling your loves and by controlling your fears, you're able to motivate yourself and push yourself into the pleasure in the ridwan of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So last week, how many levels of hub did we discuss? How many levels? Five levels. So now Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzir, he says, He says, there's this one last level of muhabba. So this would be the sixth for those taking notes. The sixth level of love, the highest level of love. And he says, uh, this level is called tatayyam. Uh, it's a ta-ta ya-meem. Tatayyam. Uh, it's, it's the last level of hub. وَهُوَ تَعَبُّدَ الْمُحِبْ لِمَحْبُوبِهِ And it's when the muhib, the one is, who's in love, worships the one that they're in love with. And he says this is the highest level of love that you can reach is when you reach the level where you worship that thing that you love. And if you look at like, like Pharaoh, for example, we learn like he had the respect and the admiration of his people, but that wasn't enough. What did he want? Worship. He wanted to be worshipped. Because he understood that that's the ghayat of love. That's the furthest extent of love is that to become the ma'bud or the thing worshipped by someone. Um, so, so then Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzira, he goes into a bit of detail explaining uh, that true إِذَا abadahu. He says, وَحَقِيقَةُ uh, ta'abud." The reality of worship, the reality of true worship is الذِلْ وَالْخُضُوءُ لِلْمَحْبُوبُ to humble and humiliate yourself or humble and lower yourself before the beloved. Before the beloved. Fal'abd, he says the true servant, that, that title of abd, right? That title of abd. What does abd mean? Like a servant or slave. So he says that title of abd, the abd is the one who has been hub has like Pressed him down. Dallalahu means it put him down. It humbled him. But what did that to that person? The love is what put that person down. Al-hub wal-khudul mahbubihi. The true abd is the one who love has 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 just put them down and humbled them before the one that they love the most. He says walihada, and because of this, based on this, cannot. Ashraf al-Ahwal al-Abd Maqam Ubudiyya He says because of this mere fact 
that the furthest extent of love is, is ta'abud, to worship. He says, for that reason, the ashraf al-ahwal al-abd, the highest level that an abd, a servant can reach, is to the level that's called ubudiyah. Ubudiyah just means to be in the, 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 to be a slave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he, and, he, and he says that, who was that position? Who had that position? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking about Muhammad sallallahu asra bi abdihi, Right? Over and over giving that title to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. So now he moves forward to the next chapter. He moves forward to the next chapter. And he says, La yakunul huda. He says you can never be guided and have guidance. Huda, guidance. Illa bi tafriq bayna anwa al muhabba. Until you're able to differentiate between the different types of love. Now, you may be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We just talked about five different things of love. Those were different what? Levels of love. Right now what he's talking about, he's like, you won't be able to have guidance to Allah. You won't be able to get close to Allah until you understand that there are different types of muhabba. Different types of love. And he says there's... there's uh, Five, but four that he wants to focus on. There's five types, but there's actually only four that he's going to really focus on and talk about. So he says, He says, at this point you need to understand that there are four types of muhabba, four types of love. He's like, you got to truly understand the difference between these types of love. You, the, the one who goes astray only goes astray because they're not able to differentiate between these different types of love. Is it too warm? Y'all good? It's a bit warm, sah? Yo. Oh, y'all from Texas, man. It's that Dallas. Love and heat, man. It's hot, right? Alright, alright, whatever. Okay, number one. Ahaduha. Muhabbatullah. Love of Allah. First type. Love of Allah. Now listen to what he says. He says, وَلَا يُكْتَفَى وَحْدَهَا فِي الْنَجَاتِ مِنْ عَذَابِ اللَّهِ He says, this right here is not enough for you to be protected from the punishment of Allah and for you to gain uh, uh, the, the foes, you know what I mean? Being successful with Allah. This first one is not enough. Which one is this? What is it called? Love of Allah. Muhabbat Allah. So he says, فَإِنَّ الْمُشْرِكِينَ he said, people who worship idols, people who, who worship the cross, people who don't worship, worship all types of things, love Allah. So he says, Allah. There are many that love Allah. So this isn't enough. Fahimtum? Tayyib. Number, fahimt? Number two. Athani. Muhabba ma Allah. The second type of love is to love that which Allah loves. To love that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Yo, so before we go forward, any, 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 like I know some of y'all go up to, anyone here drink a lot of coffee? Light coffee, like for real, for real? Okay, oh, thank you so much. Man, yo, okay. <laughs> So, 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 so the one thing we have to talk about, and we're going to talk about today, is is there some things that are acquired loves, like that first sip of coffee, especially if it was Starbucks. <laughs> that first sip was like, how y'all do this? And and I came from Jahiliya, so there's other things we went through that same. <laughs> the first one was like, the first one. But then the second one was a little, okay. <laughs> then the third one, and before you know it, before you know it, you, you've acquired the love for it. And some types of drinks, alhamdulillah, none of you know what I'm talking about here. Alhamdulillah. Some types, of, and I only know because of Jahiliya, and alhamdulillah, I, it's only Allah's grace I got through it. I wouldn't want to travel that road again. Because you don't know if you're coming out. Alright, cool. Some drinks, the bitter, the better. You know what I'm saying? The harsher, the better. 
Astaghfirullah. <laughs> no, seriously, you have to understand this point here. So, so the, the thing I'm trying to explain to you is that he's going to talk, when we talk about cultivating love, you have to understand there's acquired loves too. Because now coffee for me is just like, like, like water. And, and you, you don't even eat sugar or cream or nothing. Right? And because of what you get from it. Right? So the point you have to understand, he's going to talk about this in more detail, but the point you have to understand is many of the loves that we have are acquired loves. They're acquired loves. People of the dunya have acquired loves. So when we talk about love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I have it. When we talk about love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we talk about acquired love. And many times you talk about love and people are like, yo, how do I love Allah? Like, how'd you fall in love with that other thing you fell in love with? The first time wasn't nice. You, just, you get my point. So listen to what he says. Number two was what? Muhibbatu ma yahibbullah. He says, loving that thing, yuhibbullah, that Allah loves. Islam. This is the thing that brings you into Islam. That you love what Allah loves. Takes you out of dis, 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 uh, disbelief. He says, and the most beloved to Allah are the ones that have the highest level in this love. Which love? They only love the things that Allah loves. And hence they only hate the thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hates too. Number three. Number three. Al-hub lillah wa fihi. Subhanallah. Al-hub lillah. Hub lillah. What does that mean? Love for Allah. Love lillah. And in the same one he says, wa fihi. And in Allah. Wa fihi. And in Allah. Love for Allah and in, and, 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 and in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, last week, and the brother's not here, last week we were talking about love so much that one of the brothers after me, he's like, yo, yo, right after halakha last week, he's like, man, but I don't understand. Like, my mom, you're talking about love of Allah only, right? What about mom? What about dad? And so I shared with him the story of Hassan or Hussein, one of them. Well-known story. I think I told you about it before. Where Hassan or Hussein, I can't remember which one, he goes to his father Ali, Karamallah Wajha, and he says, Oh, oh, father, do you love me? He says, Yes. He's like, Do you love Hussein? He's like, Yes. He's like, How do you love all of us when Allah says, Allah has not given any man two hearts in his chest. So how do you love all of us? So you know what Ali radiallahu anh said? Son, I only love you because God told me to love you. I only love you because Allah told me to love you. That's it. If Allah told me not to love you, khalas, it's done. It reminded me of another incident where Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, you know Abu Bakr's father became Muslim later, right? So in the battle of Uhud or Badr, one of them, after his father became Muslim, Abu Bakr's father said, now this may be a little hard to swallow, but in the context of love, I think you'll be able to understand it. The father of Abu Bakr said, he's already Muslim now. He goes, one day they're chilling. So he goes, yo son, you know I saw you on the battlefield in Uhud. I was staying away from you. You know what he's trying to say. Like, I saw you on the battlefield. You were on the other side. But I was avoiding you. But I saw you. Like he's picking on his son. Like I could have took care of you. You know what Abu Bakr said? He said, dad, if I saw you, I would have killed you. I said it was going to be hard to swallow, guys. <laughs> I said, I prefaced it. I prefaced it. No, but you got to understand. He's like, at that time, the order from God, at that t- in that battlefield circumstance, guys. Hello. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, okay, we're talking about a specific circumstance. In that circumstance, he's like, no, at that moment, my personal love, my personal mashallah man my personal love no seriously my personal love what is he saying my natural love for you as a dad was out of the picture during that moment right there and his father was trying to say oh I have so much love for you on a personal level but he's like yo pops I'm above that personal love stuff 
I love for the sake of God and God only. Now you feel me? That's the third level. That's the third level. Al-hub lillah wa fihi. Now look what he says. He's like, this is a necessary consequence of, of, of loving that which he loves. And he says, Your love is not for real. Your love is not for real. Until Until you love for his sake and in his sake only. Your love for Allah is not for real until you love only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fahimt? Alright. I mean, yo, it's high levels, right? But we gotta learn it, man. Right? We have to understand. Like, we're not there yet, right? We're not there. But we have to understand where we want our heart to be. That's the point. You want to understand where you want your heart to go to. Right? And many of us, we don't love for the sake of Allah. We don't love just for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We don't love for the sake of Allah. If you love for the sake of Allah, you would treat that Muslim brother the same way you treat that blood brother. You would treat him the same. But you don't. You don't. All right, let's go forward. Number four. The fourth type of love. The fourth type of love. Al-Muhabba Ma'Allah. Al-Muhabba Ma'Allah. To love with Allah. To love something with Allah. وَهِيَ الْمُحَبَّةِ شِرْكِيَّةِ And this is like a polytheist type love. وَكُلُّ مَنَ أَحَبَّ الشَّيْءِ مَعَ اللَّهِ لَا لِلَّهِ وَلَا لِأَجْلِ And everyone who loves something with Allah, not for the sake of Allah or because of Allah, فَقَدْ إِتَّخَذَهُ نِدًّا لِلَّهِ That person has made that thing equal to Allah. Let me say that again. Anyone who loves something with Allah, and not love that thing for Allah or because of Allah has created a, a partner with Allah. A partner with Allah. Everyone understand what we're saying here? Wahada muhabba mushrikeen. And he says, Wabakiya kisman khamis. Laysa ma nahnufi. He's like, there's one more qism, there's one more category. We're not even talking about this category. What is it? Al Muhabba Tibi. Natural love. Natural love. You love that thing which naturally is a part of you or associated with you or whatever it is. He's like, we're not even we're not even talking about those things whatsoever. We're not even talking about those things whatsoever. He's like, loving those things don't harm you. Listen closely. Loving those things won't harm you. What does he say? Let me give some examples. He says, The way someone who's thirsty loves water. Someone hungry loves food. The way we love sleep. Right? The way you love wifey. The way you love the kids. Right? All of that is natural. He's like, those things won't harm you. Hold on. Illa, illa, illa. Except if it busies you from loving Allah. If you loving that kid so much that it stops you from going to Isha tonight, there's a problem there. That's why when they describe the Prophet them, Aisha says he was chilling with us at home, he was joking around, he was playing around, and the moment the Adhan went on, it was as if he didn't even know who we were. Well, I don't think y'all got that. She's saying he was with us. He was enjoying time. He was playing at home. Who? Prophet Sallallahu The moment the adhan went on, she says, As if he didn't even know who we were. Adhan. I'm out. I'm out. So, so, so all he's saying is loving all that stuff is beautiful. As long as it doesn't distract you from a loving, loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, that chapter is done. Next chapter. The next chapter, he speaks about a certain level called khulla. Uh, the word khulla comes from khalil. What does khalil mean? Friend. So, so the word khalil, which means friend, actually comes from the word khalal, which means to intermingle. So you know you do khilal of your beard? 
When you do wudu, they call it khilal. When you run your fingers through, that's called khilal. So khalala, a khalil is someone you mix with. A friend, a khalil, in Arabic is someone you mix with. That's where the word khalil comes from. Right? So he's talking about a level now, which is called khulla. But before we talk about this level, this ain't an average level. In fact, he says there's only two people that had this level. In all of Allah's creation, two people had this level of khulla with Allah. Take a guess. There you go. Y'all got it. MashaAllah. Listen to what he says. Oh, for those who didn't hear, Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Shuf, look. ثم الخلة وهي تذمنا كمال المحبة ونهايتها. He says خلة. This encompasses the highest extent of love and the end of love. بحيثو because لا يبقى في قلب سئتن لغير محبته. He's like because there's no room in the heart for anything other than the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the definition of khulla. He says, بِحَيْثُ There's no room in the heart. There's no more room. No more room in the heart for anything other than Him. وَهِيَ mansab. This is a level. لَا يَقْبِلُ الْمُشَارِكَ بِوَجْهِمَا This is a level where there's no, not even the slightest bit of, of sharing in the heart. No comparison. وَهَذَا mansab khas. This is a special level. لِلْخَلِيلَيْنِ for only two friends, Ibrahim or Muhammad Because the Prophet said, Inna Allah ittakhadhani khalilan kama ittakhadha Ibrahim khalilan. The Prophet said, Allah has made me a khalil the way he made Ibrahim his khalil. And look at this hadith. Rasul this hadith kind of throws us off sometimes. Normally you hear this next hadith I'm going to say And you're kind of like Yo, what's up with that? It's kind of like weird But now you'll understand the hadith Rasul Sallallahu one day he said لَوْ كُنْتُ مُتَّخِذًا مِنْ أَحْلِ الْحَرْضِ خَلِيلًا لَتَّخَدْتُ أَبَا بَكَرْ خَلِيلًا If I was to make anyone on earth my khalil I would have made Abu Bakr my khalil But look what he says وَلَكِنْ صَاحِبُكُمْ خَلِيلُ اللَّهِ He's like, but your man Like, I don't mean to be colloquial on y'all so much but sahibukum means like your man. Like I'm serious, it means your man. Okay, so I'm not like going overboard with the slang. I'm really just keeping with the language, man. Sahibukum Khalil Allah literally means your man is the friend of Allah. Sahibukum, your sahib. You fit fans? I'm saying like sometimes we're like, yo, this is a little too colloquial with the translations, man. <laughs> Okay, so he says, let me do the hadith again. He says, If I was going to make anyone my Khalil, close friend, from the people of the earth, I would have took Abu Bakr and made him my Khalil. He says, He's like, but I only got one Khalil. I only got one Khalil. Allah. Subhanallah. So, one last thing I want to highlight before we look at Ibrahim. What were the last words of the Prophet What's a rafiq? Friend. The last words. The last words. When the angels came and asked his permission. Can we take your soul? The angels didn't take his soul. The angels asked permission. The Ya Muhammad. We would like to take your soul. And what did Rasul say at that moment? That moment where he's leaving behind Aisha. He's laying on the chest of Aisha. His head is right here. On the chest of Aisha. And the angels come and ask him, Can we take your soul, O Muhammad? Allah wants to be with you. Allah wants to be with you, Ya Muhammad. Can we take your soul? And at that moment, Rasul Sallallahu says, إِلَىٰ رَفِيقِ الْأَعْلَىٰ Take me to the highest friend. Take me to the highest friend. Now, now Ibrahim, look at what he says about Ibrahim. وَلَمَّا سَأَلَ إِبْرَاهِيمَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ الْوَلَدِ Now, Ibrahim asked for a son. فُؤْتِيَهُ Allah gave it to him. 
But what happened? But the heart of Ibrahim started to fall in love with the boy. You know, like, come on, man. Who's, whose son is this? Like, how you not going to fall in love with this little dude, man? Right? Mashallah, 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 mashallah. Mashallah. Say mashallah. Mashallah. So, so when Ibrahim asked for a son, right? Asked for a son. And wallah, brothers, yo, you don't know yet, man. Most of y'all young, most no kids. But when you, when you, yo, you got a little like rolling shotgun, yo, it feels great. <laughs> yo, see my man, yo. You know? You'll, you'll, you'll get there, inshallah, man. But so, so Ibrahim, he says, Ibrahim's heart started to fall in love with this boy. He's like, it, it, it sparked inside of him. غَارَ الْحَبِيبِ عَلَى خَلِيلِهِ The Khalil got jealous. غَارَ Got angry with him. I give you that? And now your heart fills with love for something else? You Khalil Allah. We on a different level. It's not the normal creation. This Ibrahim and Allah. So, the, so he says غَارَ الْحَبِيبِ عَلَى خَلِيلِهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's غَيْرَ and jealousy came up on his friend. That in his heart there's space for someone else. He ordered him to slaughter him. The order came at sleep so it could be a test. Pay attention. The point wasn't slaughtering a child. Walakin maqsood. The point was to slaughter that which was in his heart of love other than Allah. The point was not to slaughter the kid. The point was to slaughter what was in his heart for something, the love of something other than Allah. So his heart is pure for God. Only for Allah. Only for Allah. فَلَمَّا بَعْدَرَ الْخَلِيلِ when, when, when Khalil said, I'm doing it. Allah said, I'm doing it. بَعْدَرَ Quick, I'm going to do it. وَقَدَّمَ مُحَبَّةَ اللَّهِ Here's the point. And he put the love of Allah before the love of the child. When he did that, the moment he passed that test, put the love of Allah before the love of the child. حَصَلَ الْمَقْصُودِ He fulfilled the purpose. He already slaughtered what had to be slaughtered. You get it? He already slaughtered what had to be slaughtered. And what had to be slaughtered was his love other than the love of Allah. So at that point, The dhab was taken away. You did what you're supposed to do. It's done. But the point was he had that position and Allah didn't want that love. They didn't want any joining in that heart. It's only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. I mean, yo, I'm just pausing because it's heavy. That's all. I'm just like, you gotta let that sit for a minute. Yeah. Just, just a point of clarification. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just wrestling with the idea of, and I, I think you know where I'm gonna go with. It. Nah, I have no idea where you. We're often told, you know, you cannot ascribe any sort of human characteristic or trait. Oh. Kind of God, right? Yeah. But then he's describing it as, as jealousy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anger and happiness and all that stuff. So how do but we reconcile that? We only reconcile it because when, uh, when we're explained about Allah, we have to be explained about Allah in terms we understand. Right. Because we can't re- understand the reality of Allah because we don't have an infinite mind. So when you ever speak to a baby, how you speak? Go, hey, how are you? Good, yeah. Da-da-da-da-da. Right? Why? Because that's what the baby understands. You always speak on the level of the thing that you're addressing. So if the infinite is going to convey to us something about what the infinite is feeling, he has to convey it into terms that we understood. If he said a word that described the true infinite feeling, you wouldn't understand what that word meant. And it'd be like Alif Lam Mim. You feel me, right? Yeah. All right. Okay. Al wal Alright, here's the psychology of Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi, rahimahullah. 
Here's the muhabba, um, and here's the psychology of Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi regarding this love. Pay attention. He says, Qad taqaddama, I've already explained to you, anna al-abd, that a person la yatruk ma yuhib, will never ever give up that which they love or that which they desire, walakin yatruku ad'afuhuma muhabbatan. They will always give up the thing that is a lower love. They will always give that over. Whatever is the higher love they're going to hold on to, whatever is the lower love they're going to they're going to give up. Kama annahu yaf'alu ma yukrahuhu li husuli ma muhabbatuhu aqwa indahu min karahati ma yaf'aluhu. So he says just the same way a person will do that which they dislike to gain that which they love which is stronger than what they dislike doing. Does that make sense? I'm going to say it again. A person will do that action which they dislike. Like that first sip of coffee when you're starting to get hooked on it. That which you dislike, the taste of it. But the disliking is weaker than what you love from the feeling you get after it. And you can apply it to other stuff. Everyone understand what I'm saying? He says, وَتَقَدَّمَ أَنَّ خَاسِيَةِ الْأَقَلِ he says, I've already explained that the role of your intellect, the role of intelligence, is to ithar ala mahbubain ala adina. That you give preference to the thing you love higher over the one lower. That's the role of the aql. For you to understand, right now, it's better for me to sleep than to be on Instagram and Snapchat. I like sleep is more for me, it's better for me right now. I need to go to sleep. Right? You give preference to that low to that higher one. That's the role of the aqal. This is the 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 benefit of the perfection of hub and hatred. This is the perfection of hub and hatred. Fahemt? Now look what he says next. The only way you'll be able to do what we just described is with two things. There's two things you need to do this. Quwwatil idrak. You need uh, uh, the ability, a strong ability to perceive and understand. A strong ability to perceive and understand. Like you're, you're sharp, you're smart. You, you perceive and understand. Number two, but that's not enough. That's not enough. Shuja'atil qalb. You need a powerful and strong heart. The, the heart is what has willpower. The heart is what has that push. When you know something but you just can't do it. The in takhalafa and dalika walamalu bi khilafi ayakun imali dhuafil idrak. If you know what it is, like if if you can't do what you're supposed to do, whether it's to do or to refrain from, remember, everything we're talking about is a two way street. There's leaving out and there's doing. So many of us, all of us have different sins we're addicted to. Some of us have a sin, I keep doing this. Right? Some of us have a sin. Well, no. I can't stop doing this. I can't stop doing this. He's saying whatever the sin is, if you know, if you can't do it, then it's because of one thing. He says to one of two things. You haven't truly understood the effect of that thing. You haven't truly understood which one is higher, which one is lower. Does that make sense? You haven't truly placed them in the right order. So you keep doing this thing. Like someone who maybe even... Uh, give me an example. Any examples? That will bring yourself out here, but I mean... Like, <laughs> like if you're late to work all the And the thing holding you back is something like not sleep or like... Even, even staying up at night perhaps is a good example. Like you know I should be sleeping right now, but the... The feeling of being groggy in the morning and disliking that is not strong enough to throw off the need to be on Netflix. Yeah. Once you get that feeling high enough that I hate this groggy feeling, it will overpower the Netflix desire and then it, that Netflix desire goes away. It doesn't go away. It's overpowered by a higher fear. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Yes. So that's what he's trying to say. There's two things you need. One is you got to truly understand 
like the levels of things. The, how good something is or how bad something is. You have to truly understand that. You have to truly understand that. The other thing is you need strong willpower. Right? You need that strong and that's called quwatil qalb, shuja'atil qalb. So sometimes what he says here, Imali Dhu'fil Idrak, either it's because you haven't perceived correctly, Bihaythu Annahu Lam Yudrikil Muratibil Mahbub Wal Makruh Alamahiya Ale. You haven't been able to prioritize Mahbub and things you, that are good and things that are bad. You haven't been able to prioritize them properly. That's one. Or you or it's because your heart's too weak. Your heart can't make you do what you want to do. You get what I mean by that? So you know, you know, you know, you talk to me about smoking or something, and like, yeah, I know. So they already got the first part. But the thought of lung cancer hasn't overpowered that, that feeling. The thought of luck. So what do you do? You keep showing them pictures. You keep showing them. And then if that doesn't work, you show them people that love them and say, what will happen to this person if this happens to you? You create something there, fear, some fear that will overpower the love of that cigarette. Y'all with me? Okay. And whatever. See, you got to know you. Because for everyone, it may be something different that will overpower that that love that you have. Tayyib. He says, فَمِنَ nas, مَنْ يَكُونُ سُلْطَانِ فَمِنَ nas, مَنْ يَكُونُ سُلْطَانِ شَحْوَتِهِ أَقْوَى مِنْ سُلْطَانِ أَقْلِهِ وَإِيمَانِهِ There are some people who the power of their desire is stronger than the power of their aql and their faith. So it overpowers the weaker one. And some of them the power of their iman and aql is stronger than their shahwa, so it overpowers it. And he goes, oh, oh, so then he says, subhanallah, listen to this, amazing. He says, subhanallah, وَإِذَا كَانَ كَثِيرٍ مِنَ الْمَرْضَى يَحْمِيهِ التَّبِيبِ عَمَّا يَذُرُّهُ فَتَعْبَ عَلَيْهِ نَفْسُهُ وَشَحْوَ إِلَّا تَنَاوُلُهُ He says, how many people, the doctor tells them, don't do this. No more sugar. No more salt. No more this. And he says, what happens? عَلَيْهِ نفس. His nafs goes, nah, bruh, I'm good. <laughs> His nafs goes, mm, nah. And he ends up doing it. He ends up doing it. So listen to what he says. He puts his shahwa, desire, before his intellect. The doctors call this person, I guess this was in his time, Adimul Muru'a. So Muru'a means manliness. Adim means lack of thereof. So he doesn't have manliness. You can't do what you need to do. You can't do, you know someone can't do what you gotta do? Adimul Muru'a. Subhanallah. He says, These are most people who have sickness of the heart. This is their issue. The doctor already told you what to do. You know what not to do and what to do, but you don't let your heart overpower that. So the base of evil and the base of evil actions is the weakness of your perception, the aql, or the weakness of your nafs, your, your heart is not strong enough. And the basis of good is the exact opposite of that. You learn what is correct, but then you get a strong heart that can make you do it. And you push through it. You push through it. That's why I think like running track and running... Uh, I think personally, like uh, endurance sports build character. I ain't talking about like football, basketball, where I'm competing against someone else. I'm talking about sports where it's just me against my own self. Me against my other time. Like run, run two miles and start to listen to your enough say, quit, 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 quit. And you go, no, 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 no. That's beating up your nafs right there. So I think endurance sports help build spiritual strength. Spiritual strength. And I think the reason we're so late, we're so weak spiritually is because we're weak physically too. Because we don't work out no more. 
You know, people, other people be on it. Right? And we be like, no, why am I going to go running? I ain't running. Who runs? Who runs? Those who prefer health over not being healthy. Literally. No, so seriously, I feel those endurance sports build within you character because you're constantly mentally fighting yourself. And that is spiritual jihad. It's literally overpowering yourself. Sayyid. How long has it been? Oh, that's that. 40 minutes? We're good, yo. We're good, right? Okay. All right, let's keep going. And for the sisters, my recommendation, like, if you want a place, like, I don't get paid for nothing. I'm not, like, like I don't own a, a branch or nothing. But uh, sometimes sisters are really concerned about, like, hijab and, like, people looking at them. So, uh, curves. Curves. I don't know if y'all heard of curves. I don't know if y'all heard of curves. Y'all don't know what curves is. It's not for brothers. <laughs> ain't worried about your curves, okay? <laughs> No, there's, it's really good. Um, it's really good for sisters. They have like, they even put up like something over the window so people can't see in. And it's only women in there working out and stuff. So like if you're really concerned about that, then that's like an option for that, right? But I think it has an effect on our ruhani, our spiritual aspect as well, because it builds that endurance. It builds that mentality of going against what my nafs wants to do. Okay? All right, anyways. Okay, so he says, he says, listen, love and your willpower is the beginning of every action. Hatred and dislike is the, base, is the basis of every leaving. So, so two types of actions, two types of orders, things that we're supposed to do and things we're not supposed to do. So depending on your state, you have to say, wait, I can't get up for fudger or I can't stop looking at something. So there's either you're not doing something or you're not leaving something. So he says the basis of doing positive is hope and willpower. Hope and willpower is what's going to get you to do something. Okay. And then he says, what about leaving? He says the basis of leaving actions is hatred for, for something. Hatred and dislike, right? So if I'm having a problem lowering my gaze, right? So that means there's a lezza from looking. There's a lezza from looking. Now I have to overpower that with something I dislike a lot. And, and by, by understanding that thing, I'm able to overpower the lezza. Remember this. You are in a psychological battle with your nafs. You don't get rid of the desire to look at haram. It will never go away. Allah created you with that. But what you learn to do is place something above it to push it down. Do you understand what I'm saying? What you learn to do is to, to take something you hate more that would happen as a result to stop you from doing that. Got it? And a simple example. It's awesome. I know it sounds funny. You're with your wife or fiance, whatever. The same thing walks past. No, seriously, all jokes aside, do you look? No, seriously. No. You act like you didn't even see that thing was there. How? Why? What happened? It's so easy now, Isa. Why is it so easy at this moment? Because there's a greater fear overcoming the pleasure of that look. No joke. Seriously. You, that same psychology you got to apply to whatever you're having problems with doing in your deen. There's a greater fear. And I'm not even being funny here. I'm being very serious. There's a greater fear at that moment. Or there's a greater love. My wife's there. so I didn't see it because there's a greater love. Or I didn't see it because I'm afraid of losing your love. Okay, cool. That, how about that one? You understand how we're using? You understand how you got to take control of your own spiritual state? You have to be the one controlling that. Based on where you are with your deed. And you have to use these things to overpower different feelings that you have. Okay. So he says, He says, 
أَصْلُ السَّعَادَةِ وَالشَّقَاوَةِ He says, these two things I just taught you, right now, these last two things are the basis of you being successful in, 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 in paradise or being shaqa, shaqi, uh, wretched. That you, you understand your loves and use them to push you and you understand your fears to, to make them stop you from doing something. Okay. A little bit more, okay, inshallah? Yeah, a little bit more. Okay. Okay, so look what he says next. Um, he says both action, positive action, and refraining from action, there are two things you have, they're ikhtiari, you have control over them. Then a person will give preference, again, he's reiterating a bit, a person will uh, give preference to gaining a benefit which gives them pleasure. They will give preference to losing something that causes pain. That thing which will cure them by, by losing it. What, he, what he's saying here is pretty much the same thing. That he's using the word shifa. That um, to take away the pain of something. Sometimes what you're doing is you're looking for the cure of that thing. You're looking for the cure. shifa. So what he says here is Shafi'u sadri wa shafi'u al-qalbi We call these things that give us solace We call these things that uh, give us comfort Shafi Because it gives us that shifa or cure From the thing that we've lost He says a person of intellect will always give preference Over this matlub, this thing that they seek out He says walakin, pay attention to this Many people make a mistake, a major mistake. They seek out gaining pleasure, which is followed by a deep pain. They seek out a pleasure, which is followed by an immediate pain. So they harm themselves. They harm themselves. Because they think they're gaining pleasure and curing their heart. But in reality, it's followed by further sickness. Say it again. You, you, let's use the looking. Let's use the looking at haram. You look at something, right? Because that desire is inside of you. You look at it, right? Now, it gives you a moment of lezza. A moment, a fraction of a second of, of pleasure. But immediate after it is, uh, it is nadama, remorse, regret. What we all spoke about like in class number 10. The effects of looking at haram, what it creates inside of you. The immediate after effect is a negative effect. So the very thing that you thought was a cure to that feeling you had inside actually was the disease being planted back inside of you. Does that make sense or no? Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. At the moment that something haram is presented to you, there's a desire to do it and a feel that I'll get pleasure from it. So I'm taking that thing, I'm doing that thing because of the shifa or cure that it's going to alleviate from me. It's going to alleviate some, some desire in me and satisfy something. Right? That's why we do it. That's why we do whatever we do. But the reality of that thing is that it's one of those things that immediate after it is a greater alam, a greater pain. A greater pain. And just think about things you eat that aren't healthy for you. You eat like Doritos or something, like the whole bag. Those moments were like, ah, oh, ah, oh, it feels so good. It feels amazing. But then afterward, there's a greater, there's a greater harm there. So the Dorito you thought was, was actually punishing you. I was exact same. That's a great example. Smoking, like it's that you think it's it's the cure. It's not the cure. It's the disease. Because of what follows it. So look what he says. This is the situation with people who are short-sighted. These are short-sighted people. They can't look beyond the moment. They can't look beyond the moment. They can't look far-sighted. They can't look 20 years from now. 
Wallahi, so listen to this. Go on Google. I'm sure some of you have already did it. Go on Google and check out the chocolate. But was it marshmallow? Where's my wife? Chocolate chip or marshmallow? Marshmallow. The marshmallow uh, instant gratification thing with children. Just go on Google, type marshmallow children. It'll come up on YouTube. And what it is is this. It's well-known study. What they do is they put a kid in a room, right? There's marshmallow on the table, right? They walk in. They say, hi, how are you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like four years old, three years old, right? And they say to the kid, they do different ages. They say, hey, here's a marshmallow. You can eat it now when I walk out the room. Or when I come back in the room, I'll give you two. You have one, I'll give you two, right? And they leave the room. Now, and the camera's on, and it's hilarious. It's hilarious because you see little versions of me and you. Wallahi, you see yourself. Wallahi, you see what you do with the dunya. And Allah says, put this down, I got you. And you watch what they do in that video. Some of them, they pick it up, they lick it, put it back. (laughs) Some of them are just like, as soon as he closes the door, like... Done. I don't care nothing about the future. <laughs> now, from a psychological perspective, my son Qasim doesn't have the neocortex development to understand tomorrow's pleasure. He does not have the neocortex development to understand tomorrow's pleasure. Am I right? I mean, you guys, most yes, right? He cannot understand. It doesn't work. You can't tell Qasim, my two-year-old, I'll give it later. It, the word doesn't mean anything. No, I'm serious. It doesn't mean anything. It has no meaning. Now, Maria, who's four or five, she knows what later means. So there's a point where instant gratification should, in, in children that are given love and taken care of, they should normally progress to the point where they, at four or five, they should start to understand delayed gratification. But at a, but at a certain age, you can't even understand delayed gratification. Now, how does that apply to me and you? Some of us are literally three-year-olds when it comes to spiritual development. We cannot understand delayed gratification when God tells it to us. It makes no sense to us. Why would I not have it now if I could? You get what I'm saying? So the same way that child hasn't developed the neocortex, you don't have the spiritual neocortex to understand that you may get something tomorrow which is better. Fahemt? So he says, the role of the aqal. Man, subhanAllah, man. I think we're going too fast, yo. Yo, yo, write that down, man. Al-ilmu sayyid. Wal-kitaba qayduhu. Imam Shafi said, ilm is sayyid. Ilm is like an animal you're hunting. And writing it down is how you capture it. It just runs away. So you go home, like, what's the, uh, you know, halakha? And like, kids and marshmallows, yo. <laughs> kids and marshmallows, yo. Okay. Um, so, so, yeah, that's beautiful, man. He says, aqal. The khasa of the aqal. The role of the aqal. And nadir fi awakib is to look at. Look further ahead. Look ahead. Look ahead. Fa'aqal nas the most intelligent of people, are those who can give preference. Lazatihi wa rahatihi ajal. The one who can give preference to later raha, chill, relaxation, and lazat, pleasure, over the quick, short one. And he goes on, and the lowest of people, he goes, I'm going to read one last thing and we'll call it uh, a, a night, inshallah. He says this, I'm going to read this thing verbatim because it's so beautiful and it fits us so well. Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, he says, Some scholars say, one scholar said actually, I thought about the things that people stri- that intelligent people strive after. And I saw that everyone is striving after one thing. Even if their ways they're going after it are all different. I noticed that every single person and all that, that they're struggling for are all striving to push away hum, worries, 
Gham and sadness from themselves. That's all they're trying to do. Every person. Push away worries and sadness from themselves. He says, Bahada. This person, Bil Akal was Shurb. All they do is eat and drink to take it away. This person, Bit Tajarab al Kutub. All they do is business and books. This person, Bid Nikah. This person, all he wants is intercourse. That's it. Wahada bi Sima al Ghina. This person, oh, I'm just going to use music. That's it. Waswatul Mutraba. Beautiful voices. Wahada bil This one, games and sports. That's all they do. Fakultu. So he's saying everyone's trying different methods to get one thing. He says, he says, Fakultu. Hadal matlub. Matlub al uqala. This thing that they're seeking, the, the, the intellectual people are seeking it. But none of these pathways are leading to what they're all striving for. None of them reach that. It's not what they get from it. Majority of them end up at the opposite. He says, I've only found one path. That leads to that goal. Al Iqbal Allah. Turning to Allah. Wa mu'amalatihi wahda. And dealing with Him. Wa ithar mardatihi. And putting what He loves before everything else. Fi inna salik hadat tariq. The one walking on this road. Fi inna salik hadat tariq. In fatat, in fatahu haddahu min dunya. If He loses everything from the dunya, faqada dhafara. He has been successful because he got something higher. Which when you have that, you haven't missed anything. If you get this, you got everything. But if you miss this, if you miss Allah, if you miss seeking Allah, you lost everything, guys. You lost everything. Even if you get everything else. Allah give us tawfiq. Uh, this is beautiful. May Allah give us tawfiq. Uh, there's some beautiful lessons in this. Um, I hope it was beneficial for everyone, inshallah ta'ala. Um, look over your notes. Listen to the recording again. Keep reminding yourself. You are in control of what you're not doing. You are in control of what you are doing. You have to use your hatreds to overpower the things that you are doing. You got to use a fear to overpower that, right? Or you have to use a greater love, okay? Remember the example. Someone walks past, looks beautiful. If you're, no one's around, you look at it, right? You shouldn't, right? But you look. But wifey's right next to you. All of a sudden, you're not looking. Why? Why? Why is it so easy at that moment? Because there's either a love for her or a fear. What kind of fear? It could be a smack. <laughs> or it could be fear of losing her love. Fear of harming her. But anyways, it's either a fear, something you hate, that's overpowering that. Learn how to control yourself through that. Learn how to control yourself through that. Empower yourself. Right? Empower yourself, inshallah. And remember, so another thing I'll say about this as well, which is another thing is willpower too. Like you have a reserve of willpower. You don't have an infinite amount of willpower. And willpower runs out throughout the day. And one of the things that helps you not tap into willpower is a schedule. We can talk about that some other day though. But but so when you when you work out every day at the same time, it's not hard to go work out. But when you don't do it regular, going takes a lot of willpower. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, but when you do it regular, it's just like go. And then you got a lot of leftover willpower to do other stuff. Okay, so we'll talk about that some other time inshallah ta'ala. I want to return back to your question because I don't think I answered it correctly I, I did explain to you why certain qualities are explained to us but do you understand why I, I explained it in that direction because you can even say why does Allah said the hand of Allah the face of Allah yeah. like right away anthropomorphizing himself right. so the, the reason I explained it that way is because you, you would need a language that is divine and infinite to explain the infinite Right? So he only explains him to us in the ways that we understand. Right. Okay. So we don't put him in the box of our understanding. But he explains 
explains it to us in the way we will understand. But we don't put him back in that box of our understanding. Right. Got me? Yes. Uh, can I make a prayer request? A, a what prayer? Uh, like a prayer request for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a family friend of mine passed away two days ago. Um, we'll make a dua, special dua, inshallah. Um, Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we made special dua for him here. We'll make another dua. Yo, listen. I mean, he was only 23 and Mufti Kamani explained to me today it was it, the story his father was in Pakistan the day before he passed away. He called his father. He's like, "Dad, why don't you just come come back for a bit?" Just out of nowhere. So he's like, "All right, cool. I'll come." His dad came. He kicked it with his dad. He picked him up from the airport. They were hanging out. They had a good day. Uh that night they were going to chill. He's like, you know, I'm going to lay down a bit. You know, I'm a little tired. And uh, he woke up gasping for air. And uh, he, he passed away in his father's arms. Right? And how old was he? 20, 23. Like, who here is 23 or above? Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. Like, that's reality, yo. That's reality. That's reality right there. So... Um, we ask Allah to forgive his sins, Ya Allah. We ask you to raise his darajah in Jannah, Ya Allah. We ask you to make it easy for his family, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, all of us who have lost, lost any loved ones, Ya Allah, we ask you to forgive them and raise their status in Jannah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask you to accept them, Ya Allah, and make them of people who you love, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask you to give us the ability to take ibrah and lesson from these moments in life and give us the ability to reflect on them and make them means and a, and a, and a cause for us to change and come closer to you, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Wa akhru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Sayyid, Jazakallah khair, inshaAllah. Assalamu alaikum.